0: In this episode, I get to speak with Jesse Ewell. He's a creator of Habit-Based Lifestyle. He's the best author of Man in the Mirror, a podcast host for Habit-Based Lifestyle, and multi-million dollar fitness business owner. So he's got some of the technology that your mind can use, and building habits is a surefire way to get the success that you're looking for. And we all have habits and Jesse here, he's created this system that helps you figure out what habits are going to get you to the next level. So Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Awesome, man. So we connected through Facebook, we connected through the different social media platforms, and I like what you're teaching, man, This the habit-based lifestyle. You know, how did you come up with this terminology or, or what inspired you to think in these, you know, bring your mindset to this, to this level and start this operation or start this um, lifestyle? Um, What's the word? So what took you what brought you to here? You know.
1: Yeah, so kind of the way uh you know things started for me is I was always into athletics, I was always into sports. Um those were things that I always excelled at. Um and I had this strong foundation in working out, fitness. I got my first gym membership at 12 years old. I started box amateur boxing at nine years old. Wow. Uh, so I was always very into fitness and uh, around 16, 17 years old, I seen myself as, Hey, uh, I remember sitting in class being like, Hey, I'm going to own my own gym one day. Uh, you know, back then there wasn't really personal training. So it was kind of like, well, I'm going to own my own gym. Cause that's what every, that's what I thought you know, the best thing would be. So, uh, I went through college, uh, some college played some college football in Southern California or actually a uh, junior college football in Central California. And as I stopped playing football, uh, I, you know, got into bodybuilding around 17 years old and really started to take that on. And I did that up until, um, almost 23, 24, but as I was doing that, I started training people uh, just kind of on the side. And at the time, I, uh, I couldn't get a job at any of the local gyms mm-hmm. uh, because everybody kind of knew who I was. Um, and back then, I was into uh, just some illegal things like selling drugs, selling mm-hmm. steroids, stuff like that. Uh, so no one really wanted to hire me no okay uh and so i made a move to uh at the time i was living in spokane washington i i moved to uh seattle washington uh and since no one knew me over there it was a lot easier to get a job at a gym so i started working at uh, a powerhouse gym man this is around like 2000 2001. wow and uh and at that time you know, it was like I was living about an hour and a half drive from the gym. It was costing me more to get to the gym than I actually was what I was making at the gym. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for about nine, 10 months. It got to the point where, you know, it was just, it was like I wasn't making any money. It was costing mm-hmm. me more to drive. So I ended up getting a, a different job. And as I got this other job at a gym, uh, I remember going in, and one of the first things that they said was like, "Hey, we don't know if you know you could actually do this." So I remember the guy telling me basically, "Hey, if you have to go introduce yourself to like five people, and you have to know their name and what their goal is by the time you're done," and I'm like sitting there like, "Man, do I like punch this guy or do I actually go do this?" Uh, and so I ended up going and. Uh, introducing myself to some members i end up getting the job and i end up uh basically being this guy's boss mm. uh like a year later and uh within like 2 years i was managing the entire gym um and then i met my wife and i kind of got to this place where uh i'd worked for the gym for i think it was like 4 4 or 5 years i got to this place where i was like you know, I think I want to start my own training facility Mm -hmm. uh, because that was what I missed. And I was like a general manager, kind of learned the whole business, marketing, all that. And so uh, me and my wife decided to start our own personal training facility. Uh, It started out in like a 2,200 square foot space. We expanded within the first two years uh, to almost a 5,000 square foot space. And then a year later, uh, we ended up opening a second facility, and um, you know we built it up to basically a multi-million dollar fitness business. But throughout that building the business, uh, we have you know three kids. But as we built the business, uh, you know I also focused very heavily on the business, and I uh, kind of became disconnected with my wife. Mm. Uh, and not only that, just you know my my emphasis was on the business it was kind of like she was to take care of the kids. We got disconnected and I got introduced to a program uh, called Wake Up Warrior uh, about five years ago. And they basically, it was like I had good business habits. I had good, you know, body habits. But it was like no one ever taught you about, you know, relationship habits. No one ever taught you about you know, these spiritual habits that you could have, you know, especially around like meditation, you know, whatever your beliefs are, whether it's, you know, you're a Christian, you know, whatever. It was just like, it didn't really matter what it was. What mattered is that you had habits that you were, you know, studying, you know, spirituality, you were working on yourself, you were, you know, doing a lot of self-care. And then not only that, but you were paying attention to your life. And so as I went through this program, I realized I was kind of like a one or two dimensional, like douchebag. Uh, I would focus very heavily on my business and my body and my, Mm -hmm. I kind of left my wife and my kids on the Mm -hmm. back burner. And as I started to go through this program, I, I really realized that, you know, it was, it, they had a very big emphasis on like body business. Uh, they called it being, which is like spirituality and then balance, which was like your marriage relationships. Um, And so I really started to adopt uh, all of these principles and these habits. And um, as I kind of began to live in this place, my marriage, you know, completely changed. We started going on date nights. You know, I started leaving my wife messages every single day. Mm -hmm. And I really started to focus on, you know, kind of building up myself, these two areas that I hadn't worked on. And you know, my, my marriage changed, my life changed, my business got better. My, you know, even my health got better, you know, and here I am like this, you know, fitness professional owning two gyms. Back then I was, I was chewing tobacco that I'd done for 26 years. Mm. Uh, I quit that. Um, And so I kind of stopped doing a lot of these things. I started scaling my business. I started Kind of just working on marketing and pushing everybody else uh, yeah. to the front of my business and really just learning how to scale it and um our revenue uh at one point hit nearly two million it it was right around two million dollars a year in business and revenue we were doing yeah um and we were yeah we were like killing it in in training it was kind of like the less I did, the easier it got and it was really uh it was really kind of backwards the way you think because in (laughs) business you're kind of taught to, uh, you know, grind and really hustle. And I I found that the more I trusted the people around me, Mm -hmm. uh, the more we could scale the business. So kind of a long story short, I went to the program. Um, you know, I was in it for, for nearly uh, five years. Um, but throughout that I started coaching. Mm. Um, And I realized a lot of what I was doing in business in training was I was talking to people about other areas of life, but there just wasn't a huge emphasis. And so that switched for me really dialing in to talking about, hey, listen, the thing that's holding you back in your business isn't, you know, your business, it's your relationships, you know, maybe it's your body or maybe it's just how you feel about yourself. And so as I started to have this frame of habits, uh, I lived this like you know, to the, I mean, I was their number one case study for like years. Yeah. Uh, And so I started coaching for them uh, about three and a half, four years ago. Uh, I did several of the warrior weeks. I was one of the lead trainers. Mm -hmm. And then I started, uh, I was the head coach for them for, uh, they had a certified trainer program where we would certify people to teach uh, the warrior's way kind of the the whole process of it and Mm -hmm. as i started to do this and live this i started kind of taking it to a deeper level Wow! started understanding you know why people have the habits they do uh good or bad uh and then how to actually shift them out of those how to change them not only that but like how to take your marriage to okay you're you're taking your wife on date night you take your marriage has changed but how do i take it to this deeper level or how do i you know not just look at my body from the external place but actually internal and start going into like blood work you know biohacking optimizing like different areas of my life and so uh through that i moved to southern california uh we talked a little bit earlier about 15 months ago yeah and I was working for warrior when I first got here, my contract had ran up and it was kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I think I want to take this message, but like go, you know, deeper into these areas yeah. and, uh, and start my own business. And I'm like, what, what have I done my whole life? That's helped me get to where I am. And I look back and I'm like, it's, it's the habits that I've lived. It's the lifestyle of habits that I've lived that have got me to where I am. And so that's where habit-based lifestyle was created.
0: Very, very cool, man. Uh, totally see the different tangents. I totally see the different steps that you had to take because like you said, you had to move from one city in Washington to in a different city because people didn't know you. And a lot of the times when you're specifically in the area of, expertise that you're in it's all local based right so people that are local to that gym are going to know who you are and right. if moving to a new place totally gave you that fresh start you know you have all this experience now you can apply it to a totally new market and bring to them you know what you know and be able to find that job but again even though you got in right? That you still had those limitations or you still had the issues, okay, you're not making enough to drive out there because gas costs a lot of money, right? And right. Um, and that, that also goes into show, you know, how limited public transportation is available in our societies. And that's a totally different conversation. Just um, really cool is that you learned from your mistakes or you learn from what wasn't working and then found out, you know, how can we make this really work? Right. So just yeah. it-
1: and I would tell you this too. Like when I moved from Spokane to Seattle uh, where I lived, like, dude, I had nothing. Like I had a, yeah. I had a friend that dropped me off. Uh, I didn't have my own car. I borrowed yeah. a car from a friend. I lived with a friend rent free for like a year uh, just to try
0: to figure stuff out. So yeah. 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 Having those- so having those friends, having those external sources to provide you with that help is also essential, right? Because if you didn't have that extra friend who helped you spot, you know, you know, it would be much, much harder. And there's people that have to go through those. So we, it's these small little blessings that help us get to the next level. And anytime somebody says, oh, I built my company on my own, such a BS you're being such a bigot or such a arrogant person because you would not be on this planet if your mom and dad br- didn't bring you on you know you wouldn't have gone through school like uh, every single person in our life helps us, get, uh, helps us get to the next level so it's really right. cool to appreciate those people and, and um, acknowledge that um, I really love the story like is was it in uh washington or spokane or, or you moved to S- seattle from so- spokane right yeah right so was it was it in seattle that you had the multimillion uh dollar business going on
1: yeah so uh it was a place called tacoma gig okay. harbor i had a gym in each each city mm-hmm. um and they separated each other by about 2 miles but um yeah that's where i eventually kind of uh, you know w- lived and you know for the last like 15 16 years yeah that's where we lived up until about 15 months
0: ago nice so what made you decide to come to california specifically and not a different part of the united states
1: well uh wake up warrior was uh their headquarters was here Okay. okay uh, i had spent you know, prior to moving down here, I'd spent the three years before Mm -hmm. anywhere from 15 to 22 weeks a year here. Yeah. Uh, So it kind of got to the point where I had to choose between, you know, do I stay in Washington and keep managing my gyms, which I was getting burnt out uh, just from the whole, you know, gym thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I really wanted to you know, I started to look at, do I really want to own a gym the rest of my life yeah. or, you know, do I want to get into coaching? And and at the time I was coaching high level entrepreneurs inside a wake up warrior and I was running my gyms and I had my gym scaled enough mm-hmm. to where I could pretty much work full time coaching men.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and I did that for a few years and it just kind of got to the point where, uh, you know, I'm like, man, I need to, um, I want to move and live in Southern California. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There was kind of an opening to where it was like, okay, we got an opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was offered, uh, you know, a pretty good amount of money for my mm-hmm. gyms, uh, to my manager. And so we sold them, sold their house, packed up and moved, uh, my
0: wife and my three kids here. Nice. Uh, that's really, really awesome. Um, so my, I myself, like we spoke in a green room, you know, I grew up in California as well and, and there's no, there's no place else that you can beat. Like California is just a place to be like, you have to go there to know what all the hype is about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: And, um, you're so close to the beaches, you know, you can, and you're close you're close to the mountains as well. Like I learned to snowboard out in California. you're okay. like, what, you snowboarded in California? Like, yeah. And there's no other place in the world that you can snowboard in the morning and go, you know, hour hour and a half drive later, you're at you're at the beach, so you can surf. <laughs> so yeah. it was really cool.
1: Yeah, um, I picked up surfing, man, since I've been here. So that's one
0: of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um and having having a strong body and a strong core definitely helps to do the surfing as well cuz it requires all that balance and um having that strong core is totally something that people like people don't tell you that you need to have a strong core to either do snowboarding, skiing or any of these sports because that's what's keeping your entire body connected. Right. Um all right, so you moved from Seattle to California or Washington to California. You sold your businesses, sold your house, and started fresh. So yeah. now that you've been here in the, in, in California, and, and you mentioned earlier that you've been here for the trainings, for the Warrior, uh, warrior Within many times over the past few years, what is something that's keeping you going on a daily basis here um with your new setup?
1: yeah, I mean, I would say the the one you know habit I've really always had is like growing
2: mm-hmm. like
1: just grow like growth period like and uh and I would say that whatever I did uh you know even back as far as like you know, selling steroids to owning my own gym, to mm-hmm. being a personal trainer, to, you know, working for warrior, I always prided myself on figuring out, okay, how do I be the best at this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even going back to, you know, high school, college, it was like, how do I be the best at what I'm doing? So I would figure out, uh, you know, how to be the best, you know, steroid dealer which you know was not a smart decision but Mm it was like okay how do i get the best product for people
2: uh
1: but it also transferred over into personal training like how do i be the best trainer Mm -hmm. so i would go out educate myself you know hang out with people who who i considered the best and then i got into you know the personal owning personal training gyms so then I would go out, and you know, I'd go to conferences, continue education, yeah, just always trying to push myself to make myself better. Uh, and then, man, I would say really the last five years, I've, you know, I've done stuff from, you know, Kokoro, forty years of Zen, wow. to, uh I mean. You know, so, biohacking, like, my entire life to tr- mm. really try to optimize. I mean, I, I would say I've spent probably close to a half million dollars on continue education to um, events, to experiences, just, you know.
0: So you could be a better Yeah, just to be the view.
1: best at what I'm mm. actually doing. Um, and it's fun. Like, if yeah. you think about it, it's like, you know, most people are kind of like, hey, I'll go to the gym you know, lose some weight and that's mm-hmm. fun. But like, dude, I got to wake up every day. I could go surfing. I could go mountain biking. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go running. Yeah. I, can, I have a, a 2000 square foot gym in my office that I yeah. built. Uh, I could, you know, I can go do red lights. I can jump in my sauna. I can yeah. do like whatever the hell I want. I've mm-hmm. just, you know, created a lifestyle that I've, you know, could, that I actually like dream of. And so um, you know, it's like I, I look at this as like every day I get to have fun with clients, yeah uh, and I get it like take I get to help them take their life to the next level, which is creating a lifestyle
0: no dude that's that's very dreamy <laughs> yeah, so I mean I mean you 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 had that in mind you know you as you're developing as you're growing as you're constantly. Expanding your mind, your body, and your network, you're able to get to the point where you've created this future that you you're like you know, I could do this for the rest of my life because right. you you have the freedom and that's something that people look for right they they want that freedom. It's not that you don't enjoy working nine to five, right? It's not that at all. But doing what you absolutely love to do. Helping people achieve their goals, right? And that—that's what coaching is essentially. Yeah, let me may-
1: uh, let's back up a little bit. So let sure. me kind of give some people some some stuff on this. Is yeah, you know, when you first start a business, no one tells you, you know, hey, how many hours you got to work. You know, the 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 reality of it is, is it's gonna feel like a twenty four seven job. So mm-hmm. the difference is, is you may work nine to five for someone else and you're just trading in time for money yeah and so the only way to make more money is to spend more more time time. at work Mm -hmm. but you're kind of limited because work will may only allow you to work a certain amount of hours even if they don't it's like if you work 18 hours you only have six left over and so you're kind of a slave to time for money now some people you know they may make decent money working for someone else but The reality of it is, is I could never work for anybody. Um, You know, I did for a certain amount of time, but I always had to work in more of a commission based job or performance based job. So when I coach with people, you know, what we start working on is like, listen, what what type of life do you currently have? Uh, And what I find is most people, because I work with predominantly entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. they're slaves to their business. They're, you know, they're working 16, 18 hours a day, but they're actually like really only working about two to three hours a day.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And so what we do is say, okay, listen, what kind of lifestyle do you actually want to live? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, dude, you can create the life that you want, uh, but it's called a lifestyle. And you're going to have to live this for 90 days before it actually comes into a lifestyle once it's a lifestyle then you can continue to live this and so mm-hmm. we really sit down and map out exactly what someone wants their life to look like what they want their business to look like and so what i what i really do with people is say okay listen how many hours a day do you want to work how much time do you want to spend with your family you know, what do you want your body to look like how do you want to feel about yourself and yeah. how much money do you want to make and then let's once we figure that out we start working backwards And what are the habits that are going to support this lifestyle? Hmm. And so if if I know that working out is going to get me to this place that I want to go, am I going to take the day off? No. You know, if taking my wife on a date or, you know, setting up a play date or communicating with my wife in a certain way is going to get my relationship to where I want it to be, will i avoid that no same in business so most people in business know what they don't want they don't actually know what they do want and so what they end up getting is more of what they don't want
0: because that's what their focus has been like i don't want that well you're gonna get that because that's what's in your mind
1: sure so if we take that into marriage why do most marriages not work because people are more focused on what they're not getting instead of what they are getting, Mm -hmm. okay? So there's this idea of spending, okay? Spending time, spending thought, spending energy, spending money, okay? Or investing. We invest time, money, energy, and thought. So we can either spend or we can invest. Most people are spending all of their time all of their thought, all of their energy on what they don't have, instead of investing into creating what they actually want.
2: Wow.
0: That's, that's a really awesome way to look at it. And I'm, I'm thinking about what I've been doing and what I've been t- spending my time in. And I'm thinking to myself, have I been spending this time or have I been investing and in, in building something different?
1: Sure. So here's, here's how you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay. You look at the res. What are my results? Yeah. (laughs) And my results tell me if I'm spending or investing. So instead of feeling like, oh, I'm a loser, you know, I'm not spending, you know, and it's like, you feel this guilt and shame. It's like, okay, well, so I've been spending, but what if I started investing? Like what could change in my life if I just started investing into the thoughts that give me what I want? Mm -hmm. what if i started investing my time into the things that get me what i want yeah how different could my life be and it's like man it it takes the same amount of energy to spend or invest Mm -hmm. it's just a choice on what you want to do
2: yeah
0: that's a great point um it's so for an example that i can think of is i invested time in beekeeping right i built the hives i got the bees i'm 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 investing the time in feeding them, investing so they have everything that they need. So now, a year later, I have the result, which is forty pounds of honey, right. So that's investing time in it. Um, I spent countless number of hours on our new backyard that we just had the sod put in. So so is it spending time that I'm watering, watering? You know the grass every day.
1: No, you're investing. An,
0: I'm investing my time in watering the grass, making sure the leaves are off of the grass, making sure to mow the lawn, so it grows and it it becomes the green grass that everybody looks for. You know, when when people say the grass is greener on the other side, no, that's wrong. The grass is greener where you water it the most. And I right. literally see that based on the placement of my sprinklers, I could see circles. Okay, this is where it's the greenest. I got to move it to get to the other points. But yeah, really cool. Okay. So here's, here's the other thing
1: you see is people use
0: language
1: mm-hmm. and it'll take you down the path of what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So they'll say things like, hey, I'm not where I'm supposed to be or I'm not where I should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, if you're not where you should be, guess where you're going to end up?
0: Where it's supposed to be. Exactly where yeah. you where you should, are. Don't want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So when we say these things, they're leading us down this path of, you know, I'm not where I should be. You know, I'm I haven't, you know, I I could do so much better, all these mm-hmm. things. And so if we focus on that, we never actually get to where we want to be.
0: So you gotta think about the things that the place that we want to go. Right. And Mm -hmm. so
1: if I'm, if I'm focused on the place I want to go, I know whether or not I'm going to get there.
2: Okay. So I don't
1: say things like I'm not where I should be. I'm either not there or I'm there. Yeah. Okay. And so that's the difference in knowing where you want to go without a doubt. Uh, And you can have adjustments in that along the way, but like my habits support that. And so the things that I say is like, Hey, I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I want to be. Those don't matter because you just simply say, hey, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Or I have got there, but like there's a difference when you're playing in the middle and most people are kind of in that land of maybe. Okay. There's yeah. either You're there or you're not there, but where I should be or shouldn't be is in the middle
0: and guess where that keeps you? In the middle. Yeah. It always keep so. you in the middle. Mm-hmm.
1: So really my job is to work with people through like the language they speak. Uh, so that language h- produces a habit. It produces a habit of being stuck in the habit loop. Yeah. Okay. And the habit loop means that we're, if we're stuck in it, we can't ever get outside of it. And if we can't get outside of it, how do I grow to the next level? Yeah. If I can't go to the next level. I just stay stuck.
0: And that's what the rat race is, right? You're, you're stuck in that circle.
1: Yeah, you. whenever you hear people say, I'm stuck, you know, or, you know, these things, they're stuck in this place of not knowing what they really want,
0: or just they're clear on what they don't want. And so yeah. they just stay stuck on that. Because then your mind essentially focuses on that. It's like, hey, I'm stuck. I can't really do anything. I'm just going to stay here. Instead of saying, hey, I'm, I'm going this direction. These are the steps that I've taken so far. And in this much time, I'm going to be there. So now right. your mind creates those opportunities. It creates and opens those things for you to get to that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine if you were climbing a mountain. Yeah. The goal was to make it to the top, okay? Yeah. So if the goal was to make it to the top and you're halfway there, you're like, hey, I'm halfway here. I got a little ways to go. But the person who says, I'm not where I should be, guess where yeah. they're at? They're still at the base camp, Yeah, still telling you, hey, I'm not where I should be. And they haven't yeah. moved. Yeah. you know, Or I'm not where I want to be. Well, guess where that person's not where they want to be? They're at the bottom of the mountain, still trying to figure out how the hell to get to the first step.
2: Yeah.
0: I was, um, I was just listening to Greg um, Roulette. He's a... He's an Emmy award winner, um, but he, he he's just given a talk about being ambitious, and you could be you could basically be sitting in a place of not growing because, like you said, you know, you keep thinking about I'm not there, I'm not there, I got to do all of these things, and I think a lot of the times what happens is people don't know what the different steps they need to take to get to that next level. Sure, they can learn about, you know, the different tools that are available online, different software that can pay. But again, how to use it and how to use it effectively. Unless you try it, you're not going to know what you're breaking versus what you're not breaking. Sure. And so really where I back people up is, mm-hmm. say,
1: okay, instead of figuring out all the steps, why don't we just figure out the first step? Because... Here's what happens when we start moving.
2: Yeah.
1: Guess what else starts moving? Whatever I want.
2: Right. And so
1: if I take the first step up the mountain, all of a sudden the mountain comes closer to me. The top. Yeah. But if I stay here and I keep, you know, reading a book, I go to another seminar, I do all these things. It doesn't mean I'm taking a step. It means I'm acquiring more knowledge, more things, but at the same time I still have to figure out well, what is the first step that I gotta yeah. take? Yeah. Because the minute I move towards what I want, that same thing is moving towards me.
0: Wow. You know, um, there's a saying in the in the Quran or in, in even in the Bible, I'm sure, that the more you well, the more you pray. The more you think of me, you know, God says, the more you think of me, the more I'm thinking of you, I'm going to run closer to you. So you become closer to God because that's top of mind for you. Right. And it's true for anything at all. Like when you're driving, when you're cycling, when it, whenever, whatever you're doing, if you're not taking action, there's no reaction. You're, you're still in one place. And yeah, that's in so many different ways that you can say the same thing. Right. Yeah. And so
1: what do most people do is they,
0: yeah. I'm going to sign up for this course.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to sign up for this course. Yeah, No, I'm going to read this book. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to this podcast, yeah. but they still haven't done one thing. Right. And that's taken a step. Absolutely. So, and and you know, the thing with like religion and God and all these things is like people pray and you can pray. But if you don't like listen or take mm-hmm. action on what's being prayed upon or what you're calling forward, yeah, it's not going to come forward. And so what do most people do is they pray and wait for something to change or something to happen. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, God doesn't love me.
2: Yeah.
1: Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's been like hitting you on the head, telling exactly. you to move forward and
2: <laughs> you just
1: kept praying. <laughs>
0: You're absolutely right. When they say, you know, um, pray for your camel to be safe, but don't forget to tie him down. (laughs) Like if you want, if you don't want your horse to be stolen, you can pray all you want. But if you haven't tied him down to a post, well, guess what? (laughs) He's going to be stolen. He's going to run away or whatever. So you, so action, taking action and doing the homework, right? And I was, uh, it came to a realization the other day that I don't like to do homework. Like I can be out there shooting film, shooting video, taking photos, but then coming back home and doing the homework of, you know, going through that footage, that's another level of effort that you have to put your mindset into.
1: Okay. So, so why don't you just look at the reality of it?
0: Yeah. You, you
1: need to hire an editor. Exactly. Uh, because it's not what you, so here's the thing is how often do we do stuff like this that you're sitting there like pounding your head against the wall. Yeah. Like, dude, I really don't like this. You're telling yourself that you're pulling yourself away from it, yet you still continue to find yourself.
0: Doing it. Like
1: forcing yourself to do it. And you're just wasting or spending a bunch Mm -hmm. of time, energy and thought into doing it and not actually getting anything done. Yeah. You could delegate that to someone else who really loves it and enjoys it. You have a partnership now. And yeah. Now you get to go do what you truly actually love, which is shooting film and doing these things.
0: You're absolutely right, and 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 that's what happened. So I took action. I started my podcast, you know, a year and a half ago because I kept thinking and thinking, and I was like, no, I've got to do it for myself. And, and you know, reading the books from Gary Vee and other other folks, you know, crushing it. But like people. Whoever wants to do something, you just go out and do it because nobody's stopping you but yourself. So I took the action. I started my podcast and I was like, okay, this is fun. I can post the podcast on the go. And then I got in, started getting into the editing part. And I was like, all right, this is fun, but I don't want you spending too much time. And then I started doing the interviews. I'm like, all right, this is fun. I love talking and I love learning from my guests and, you know, what, their teaching and what their journey has been. So that's the passion I've had, you know, I'm discovering these about myself as I go through this journey. And I was like, all right, well, I can spend three hours talking to three people or three hours, talking to people, but I can't spend three hours editing the content. I mean, it's fun. So I ended up finding somebody who could do that for me. So I delegated, just like you said, you know, you got to delegate the stuff that somebody else would happily do it for you and do the stuff that you love by yourself. So, And that's where you're spending versus investing. Now I'm investing time in this conversation and this relationship, but I'm not spending the time in the other areas that don't bring me joy.
1: Yeah. And so what do, what do most entrepreneurs do every single day is they're spending all their time, spending all their energy into doing shit that they don't really like to do instead of just focusing and investing on that one thing that they're really good at. Um, and so I get, I get people I work with Mm -hmm. to understand, okay, Hey, you're spending 95%, 90% of your day doing a bunch of stuff that you don't really want to do, and you're not passionate about. Uh, And so we turn that 10% of the time that they're super passionate about in into 90% of their time. And they start finding, hey, man, I'm, I'm so much more passionate. I want to be at work every day. My business is growing. All these things are happening because I started to delegate the stuff I really didn't like to do yeah. so I could focus on what brings me the most joy
0: and the most money. That's so powerful. I love it. And and that's what it is, right? You learn, you take action, you learn, you take action, you make changes. You you, you, you basically need to be taking action every single day in the stuff that you love to do.
1: Yeah. And I'm a, I don't like people are always talking about action, action, action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like, I'm like, just take one step
2: yeah, every single day, man.
1: Cause one step every single day, a year from now, you're going to be 36.5% different than you were a year ago.
0: That's right. That's right. Absolutely.
1: And that, and that's really all I focus on. So yeah. th- the action for me is just like, dude, just do this one time, one day, one time.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Jesse, this was a lot of fun talking to you, learning your journey, what people need to do to get to the next level, how to build habits and, and you've walked us through some of those things that we can do, and people can connect with you through the different platforms you're on. Habitbasedlifestyle.com is yours one of the sites, but we'll, we'll list out uh, all of the places that they can get to you from. I do have some questions towards the end of our, of our podcast that I ask my guests. First one, yeah, let's do it, man! Awesome. First one, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Uh, well, I would say
1: surfing, uh, and I started doing that about you three four months it. ago.
0: Nice, so,
1: yeah. So already doing it. It's uh, and man, there's like nothing. It's like meditating. It's like uh, spiritual. It's like hitting uh, hitting several things. So nice. That that's one of my uh, favorite hobbies. I'm doing right now. Uh, cooking is probably the other one. Okay. So
0: yeah. Yeah, cooking. I need to get to cooking myself someday. <laughs> um, what is your favorite movie or TV show?
1: Uh, let's see. Movie would have to be Three Hundred. Oh
0: my God, that was awesome. That was a really well done movie all right what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it uh probably 300
2: <laughs>
0: yeah all right um who maybe is your... braveheart maybe braveheart there you yeah. go <laughs> riding horses all right who is your favorite superhero uh definitely batman batman awesome uh last one if you were a board game what would it be uh monopoly monopoly fantastic jesse that was awesome where can my audience find you so they can connect with you and learn more about you and i'm definitely be change sharing all of your links uh in the in below but okay where's perfect. the first place that they could get to
1: yeah so uh i have a website jesse Jesse J E S E W E L L dot com. You mentioned habit based lifestyle.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Perfect. Jesse J E S S E E W E L L. Uh you can find me on Facebook. Uh you could email me if you have questions, Jesse at habit based lifestyle.com. Perfect. Um or you could send the pigeon one of the two
0: <laughs> all right thank you so much jesse we'll talk to you soon have a great okay, day man thank you thank you bye thank you for listening to hacks and hobbies you can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests